0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast. And boy, do we have a special guest for you today. Today I am talking with world-renowned best-selling author, along with his co-author, who he always mentions, John David Mann. Bob uh, is also he's consistently recognized as one of the top respected leadership experts. And above all, you'll find out Bob is a go-giver. Bob Welcome to the show. Thanks for being a guest.
1: Uh, thanks so much for having me. This is really a pleasure.
0: Uh, Bob, now you're in your book, you're, you're the go giver, you reference Joe. And Joe is this, um, he's a high potential person, but he's, he's not getting to the next level. And, and through your book, Joe learns these five laws. And I I just love um, the wisdom. I love the wisdom in the five laws. I love the way you walk through them and the way they're organized. They're perfectly organized. As you and I talked about, the context for this show is a lot of executives who have, uh, by most accounts, achieved success, but they want to take things to the next level. They've got a vision for where they want to take their organization. um, And... And it's just a little, it's a little trapped. We call it caged and our goal is to unlock that caged vision. I I would love for you in the context of these five laws to walk through how a leader would unlock that caged vision and, and sell their vision to their organization.
1: Well, you know, and it, it's such a wonderful question because that's really where it all begins. You know, it's, it's having that vision, sure. Uh, we can all have a vision. Yeah. Then it's holding that vision. Uh, having it's the easy part. Holding it is often the difficult part, especially when things don't go as we want them to go, which life is life. So that happens quite a bit. Then it's also how do you, um, how do you have other people buy into your your vision. So let's talk about that in terms of of influence. Mm. Because influence, which is, you know, one of the law, that's the the third law in the go-giver, the law of influence. So how does that really work? And how do we actually influence others? And I I think this really uh, addresses the heart of that, that excellent question. Now, we can look at influence Uh, on a very surface level as well as a much deeper level. So on a very basic level, influence can be defined as simply the ability to move a person or persons to a desired action, usually within the context of a specific goal. That's what a leader does, right? Uh, So that's the definition of influence. However, it's by no means the substance or the essence of Mm. influence Mm. the the substance the the essence of influence if you will is pull pull Mm. as opposed to push as in the old question how far can you push a rope Mm -hmm. and the answer as we know is not not very at least not very fast or very effectively right which is why great leaders great influencers don't push uh we never hear someone say wow that tom or that mary she is so influential she has a lot of push with people right no she's influential she has a lot of pull mm. with people so so great influencers they don't push their will on others they don't push their idea on others they're not push e instead what they do is they pull mm. okay mm. uh that's what real influence is it's pull it's an attraction that's what pull like a magnet right we yeah. you, you pull so the question is how do you do that right how do you buy that how do you do that in order for people to buy into or commit to your ideas and go ahead
0: no 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 no. i, I don't want you to lose your
1: thoughts so you keep going well i just really think that the great influencer understands on not just a head level but a heart level What I believe was Dale Carnegie's underlying premise in his classic How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this is where he wrote, ultimately, people do things for their reasons, Mm. not our reasons, right? So the great influencer, what John and I call the genuine influencer, they ask themselves questions to make sure they're facing in the right direction, okay? So these, these questions might be, How does what I'm asking this person to do, how does it align with their goals,
0: Mm.
1: with their wants, with their needs, with their desires? How does what I want this other person to do, how does it align with their values? What problems am I helping them to solve or how am I uh, tying into their motivation, into what drives them? Uh, How do I help make their life better, happier, more fulfilling, what have you? And I really believe that when we ask ourselves these questions thoughtfully, intelligently, uh, genuinely, authentically, not as a way to manipulate another human being into doing our will, but as a way of building everyone in the process, now we've come a lot closer to earning that person's commitment, Mm. as opposed to trying to depend on some type of uh, compliance, which it, at best is very temporary, if at all, it can also cause people to just sabotage, right? right? And, and so, and I love what one of one of the great leadership speakers and authors, Dondi Scumaci, what she says about this. She says, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to influence, compliance will never take you where commitment can go. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. That is so good. Um, earlier, the thought that I had that I want to come back to is this idea, everything you just referenced about a pull, it seems to me, and what I see is in the work of strategy, uh, many executives spend a a tremendous amount of money and time organizing and structuring uh, the work of strategy into a really pretty PowerPoint. You know, I'll call it a 75-page PowerPoint. <laughs> and, um, and then they effectively push that strategy out to their team through PowerPoint presentations. And if you study strategy execution, most strategy fails. So in that context, in, with, with the idea of influence and, and finding out how the work, but you need, you know where the organization needs to go. How do you reach down and, and find out what that team needs? Yeah. And, and, and driving influence through that. You said, I was listening to another podcast you referenced, and you said something to the effect of um, making sure that your question is, um, goes several levels down. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, and, and I think there's leaders who do this wonderfully. Uh, someone like Bob Chapman, the, um, who's one of my real leadership heroes, the uh, chair and CEO of Barry Waymiller, a, a vast manufacturing company, and uh, who really shifted from the, the traditional kind of, um, you know, bottom line leadership when he first started, to really having an epiphany and understanding that it was all about people, <laughs> that, and, that, that, and that it's not just a saying that you write on the wall. After all, remember um, what's the one that we always, you know, Enron's uh, mission statement was a beautiful one. Right, it had nothing to do with how they did things, right. but it was a beautiful statement, right? So it's <laughs> so it, it's much more about what you actually do, what you live, what you what you value. Right, um, and I thought he, you know he beautifully was able to uh, you know, cast his, his vision and make his leadership team part of it. Mm. And he empowered them, what we call, you know, what John David Mann and I call giving leadership, mm. which mm. is both a noun and a verb. Right. You know, giving leadership could be like servant leadership, it could be right. that, right? But also giving leadership means you're actually giving it, you're imputing it to others, which is a wonderful way of developing leaders. Yes. uh and and so I I think like anything else, you know, uh, leadership can can come from anywhere in an organization, but for it to be a culture, it's got to come from the top mm. and trickle down. I mean, because mm. if top leadership doesn't buy into a concept, it ain't happening.
0: Not yeah. Okay, so I'm so glad that you said that because it does have to you know be part of the culture. But let's speak to uh, maybe a someone who may be listening that. Um, believes it's their time to step up and be a leader, uh, to, to have influence, but they're, they may be sitting back waiting to be asked to lead. What would be, what would be your advice?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it depends on the situation because I'm not sure I totally understand where that con, you know, where that, that context is. I mean, there's a time and place for everything and, right. You know, Great, great leaders start out a lot of times by being great followers, hmm. and so it, whether it's the time and place for that person to then step up, uh, you know, I, I'd obviously have to know more about the sure. exact situation. But, I, but again, though, I think we can <clears throat> we can communicate from anywhere. We can lead from hmm. anywhere. Sometimes, you know, we have to lead up and and get the buy-in yeah. from those people. And as, assuming you're part of a healthy organization. You know, that level five leader instead of the level four leader, uh, as Jim Collins talked about yeah. you know, the, uh, in good to great, you know, what was the difference? Well, they were both as talented, the level four and level five leader, but the level four leader, it's about themselves. Mm. The level five leader is about the organization.
0: Mm. Yeah. So
1: if you're making a certain, um, you know, value statement or leadership statement to the, uh, to the um, top leadership, well, I mean... Are they going to accept it or are they not? I think a lot yeah. of that depends on them.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, the
0: Go Giver Influencer is the first. Uh, it's the first book calling out a specific law, of the, of the five laws. Um, why why now, and why that specific law?
1: Yeah, so in other words, the, the Go-Giver Influencer, which is the fi- is the, the latest one in the series, right. actually was about law number three from the original Go-Giver, right? Correct. Yeah, I Correct. love how you said that. Yeah, it was the first one that took an actual law and made it. Yeah. Book. yeah. And that's because John and I really felt it was time to do a deeper dive into influence because it really is everything when you you know when you come to realize that without being able to influence you can have the greatest idea mm. in the world and you know it'll sit in your your garage like a, a box of unsold books if if you know what i'm saying yeah if, if nobody knows about it and or and or is going to going to commit to it mm. so, so we also saw that there's a whether in business or well, you know, even politically, you know, you think of how, how, most people, they can talk about their idea, but they don't necessarily influence. Remember the definition mm-hmm. being to move, the ability to move a person or persons mm-hmm. to a desired action. And even though the book is not about politics, it's about business. It's a business book. I think it goes into how people communicate in terms of politics. Uh, you know, our country is very divided in terms of you know, left and right. Okay, And it used to be, but there's been a shift over the last, I'd say, 10 years or so. It used to be uh, that regardless if you were on the left or the right, it was, it was, I'm right, you're wrong. Now, that's not a great way to start a communication process or a, in, a an influence process, but it's doable because if you believe you're right and the other's wrong, you have a desire to influence that person. At least it's a starting point, okay? It's no longer, I'm right, you're wrong. Now it's, I'm right, you're evil, mm. okay? And- If you believe the other side, air quotes around the side, is evil, you're not going to even try to engage with them. You're not going to try to influence. Because why would you try to influence evil? It's irredeemable. There's nothing you can ever say or do, right? Mm -hmm. And if that other person believes that you believe they're evil, they also don't want anything to do with you. So communication totally breaks down when we look at the other person as being evil as opposed to just wrong or naive or what have you. And John and I felt that, you know, and, and it's the same, And it, it goes back to business, not with the evil so much, as much as you've got different, you've got various silos within a company, or yeah. you've got this vice president who believes this direction's right, and this vice president who believes this direction's right, and they're both trying to get right. And Uh, we just felt it was really time to do a deeper dive and get people to communicate in a way that was actually beneficial to everyone involved as opposed to hurtful to everyone involved.
0: Yeah, and as powerful as um, the concept of influence as you guys define it, as powerful as that is, um, it seems to be that now is the time to really, really um, highlight the true meaning as we have again using air quotes we have influencers on social media right. that are pushing that's all they do mm-hmm. all they do is pull, push they don't pull at all did that yeah. play into yeah. did that play into the equation at all
1: yeah well and, and here's the thing see we we always had those type of influencers it was the celebrity in a commercial True. Who, who you know? Who says I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV? <laughs> yeah. Because of that, I'm totally qualified to recommend Bufferin or Anacin or you know whatever. True. Yeah. Okay. So now we just have a lot more people, uh, and, and it could be the the huge celebrity who's an influencer for a certain product, but it could also be someone in just a niche market mm. who might have uh, five thousand followers on Instagram. But those five thousand followers are like so totally into it, right? So yeah, and that is push. That that's mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a, you know it's not a discussion, and they're there to serve a certain purpose. Sure. And to the degree sure. of effective, that's the degree they will continue to get their sponsors. Sure. Um, but there's no um, there's influence, but there's no persuasion there in terms of someone who might have a different idea than you or if you're trying to take someone to another level of understanding.
0: Yeah, it's not lasting, it's a sugar high.
1: Right, yeah, it's, it's the,
0: the right way yeah. to put it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so interesting. So uh, speaking to these leaders who, um, who are looking to add um, greater influence in their organization, what do you think it is that is the one thing that maybe separates those that, that execute it well Mm-hmm. and do it right from those that
1: don't well it begins with truly having the best interest of the other person at heart mm-hmm. and you know one another book that i, I loved was simon sinek's um a book leaders eat last oh yeah great and he book. actually featured bob um Chapman in that book, although I okay. had read Bob Chapman's book before I had read Simon's.
0: Well, probably. by the by, your background—you've read almost all of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I always say about my my house. My house is is basically um, comprised of books with some scattered furniture. I and love so, it. <laughs> and w- what Simon said, and I and I hope I'm quoting this correctly, and uh, but I may be paraphrasing a tiny bit, and, and that is um, trust is the, um, uh, trust is a biological reaction to the belief that someone has our best interest at heart. Mm. And and you think about that, trust is, uh, and I believe trust is the end all be all. If someone doesn't trust you, they're not going to buy into your your message most likely. Mm. Trust is the biological, so meaning it's not about anything but biology. It's not about thinking, it's not about exploring, it's biological reaction. Now usually reaction is a negative word because you can react or you can respond. And we talk about the difference between the two, right? Reacting is when you let outside circumstances control you, you react unthinkingly. Mm -hmm. Responding is when you think first, when you consider first, when you control, when you master your emotions and make right. But in this case, reaction is the, the right word that he used a biological reaction, but in a positive way. You're just reacting biologically. You're reacting to the belief, okay, to the belief. And now, someone can really have your best interest at heart, but if you don't believe that's true, mm. if they haven't communicated that true mm. uh, that correctly, it's the same as it not being in terms of your, your action.
0: It's, which gets to another law, which is off, uh, being authentic.
1: Oh, sure,
0: sure. Which, which sort of loops back into that. Um, that um...
1: Yeah, is it really you? And do they know it's you? And are you consistent? You know, we know consistency is such a mm. big part of life. You know, we, we've all known those people. We've all probably worked for those people. I know I have when I was, when I was younger, when I was still uh, somebody else's employee before I went into business for myself. And in that case, I was, every, I was the employee of everybody because- right. Of course, my customers were all the boss, and I was there to serve my my uh, team members. So, you know, but but back when I was an employee in an organization, I hate I had a couple bosses that oh my goodness gracious! I mean, one day they were one day you know that one they were one way. The next time you see them, they're you know they could be the nicest, kindest, most wonderful, helpful person. One you see them the next time, and it's like they're a monster, you know, and you. And you almost wish they were just a monster all the time because at least then you knew what you were going to get.
0: Well, and those people that you just referenced, um, were they authentic but just not consistent? And so therefore it made them appear as though not
1: being. I think think you make a great point. Yeah. I think you make a great point Uh, because they could be both, they could be either. Hmm. Uh, You know, I, I, I saw actually deep character flaws in them. But I think that also was probably because, again, the incons- inconsistency. It's so important. That doesn't mean we have to be perfect. And by the way, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that, that a, a person with high, with high character never makes mistakes. That's not the issue. It doesn't mean they don't course correct. Of course they do. It also doesn't mean they're not flexible on strategy. They absolutely are. But when it comes to those values-based decisions, hmm. when it comes to being a certain way, they're immutable. They're immovable, and they are unchangeable. And that is one reason why we respect them, and it's also one reason why we we trust them.
0: Mm, that they, is so good. So I listened to a podcast uh, on Sunday. Actually, it was Andy Stanley and Patrick Lencioni, who I know you're you know, <laughs> two
1: true masters. Wow. Yeah,
0: they're just they're just uh, you know I could listen to probably both of them read the phone book and be, and be <laughs> exactly. something out of it, but. Um, Patrick said something that said um, great leaders are exceptional at finding ways to repeat themselves and repeat themselves in a way that's new and it's ingenious and it's, it doesn't feel like repetition, but it is. So you get back to that consistency and at the heart of it, I think he was going to, uh, to influence and ultimately, um, you, you know, that's where it's where you're trying to get.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I think one reason why they are able to to um, to share that same message, even when it's in kind of a little bit different ways, and some of it is by design, of course, but it's also because it really is who they are, mm. and so they don't have to think about the different things. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It, it's who they are, and because it's who they are, it's what they do, and it's what they communicate.
0: Yeah, yeah, and when you, it's, it's so ironic that when you. When you take a, um, something that you're passionate about, your vision, you take you know, where, where we started, uh, you take it and the more you dig into that, the more the, more the questions that we talked about, they, they get answered deeper. And so you're, you're helping your organization understand, you're expanding your influence. And um, it's no surprise that there's, um, it's, it's some pretty basic things that if you do it right, uh, you'll have that success.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that's, I mean, I just think you said that beautifully. Absolutely.
0: Well, listen, Uh, you know, (laughs) you you've, uh, I could do this for hours with you because I I, I love the wisdom that you have. You've done this for uh, 40 years. If you have not uh, purchased any of uh, Bob's books, um, you need to do that now and listen to his podcast and, Bob, how do um, how do people best connect with you?
1: I think if they just visit burg there's a lot on there, a lot of resources on there, such as the you know the the video series with the video blog, and and uh, they can read a, a chapter or excerpt of any of the books to see if they like it first before deciding if they'd like to click through or not to Amazon, uh, and of course at the, as they scroll down toward the bottom wherever I am on social media, there's a little link to it. So <laughs> LinkedIn, yeah. and Twitter, or Facebook, or, you know, and and, yeah. and now on the, what's the Instagram, although I was slow to the, slow to the game. with Instagram. Yeah,
0: I'm not there yet, but, but yeah. it's working for you.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it all, it, it does in terms of, I've made some great new, you know, relationships there yeah. that have been cultivated that wouldn't have happened. I think that's the big thing about social media that we're able to, because people, you know, often ask when, because my first thing that I talked about was, was networking and building relationships sure. and referrals. My first book was Endless Referrals, Network yeah. Your Everyday Contacts in a Sense. And when social media came about, people, you know, were saying, well, so, so do these principles that you talk about, you know, in, in building these relationships, do they work on social media too? And, and I think they expected me to say no. And I said, absolutely they Maybe do.
0: More, more so but, than yeah. ever.
1: Yeah. And what it does is it gives you access to connect with people you may not otherwise have had the opportunity to connect with and build that relationship. But here's the thing, you know, when I, when I often say in my calling card for as long as I've been doing this has been, all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. It's not do business with and refer business to those computers right you know like and trust it's the person at the computer and so you know people say well well, what should i say what should i do what should i write what should i tweet what should i post?" well before you do before you hit the send key ask yourself is what i'm about to tweet or post or whatever is it going to add value or is it going to detract right and unless the answer is add value (laughs) don't do it (laughs) Sent, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a right. Yeah, it's pretty basic, though. But yeah, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun on with um with Instagram. But I think LinkedIn is LinkedIn is really where yeah. you know, a lot of my audience is. That's that's but the channel
0: Twitter. I've committed to. Yeah. Um, and I noticed your podcast. Are you are you have you paused that for now? And yeah, videos yeah,
1: the archives up and there's yeah. something I can't remember how many. Yeah. But yeah, we, we've we've kept the the archives up uh, because I'm doing a lot more video posts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now. yeah, yeah only so many things plus we just put out a new uh, um online video course called endless referrals the go-giver way very yeah. good that took about a year and a half that we called that the never-ending project it took oh, yeah. longer than it was supposed to be.
0: So yeah to that go-to. that idea is you oh, know just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well listen uh, bob this is this has been just amazing go to berg.com to find out uh, all of his content and see where, uh, which one, probably all of them fits you best, but go ahead and engage in that. I'd highly recommend it based on this, um, amazing interview, Bob, thank you so much. Each week. Our goal is simply to help, um, leaders and, um, and aspiring entrepreneurs unlock that caged vision. And you've certainly helped. Thank you. I really do appreciate oh, it.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Have a great day. you soon.